I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike, episode 100 of this show here on KSL News Radio. I'm your host, Lee Lonsberry. I am honored and humbled that you would choose this radio station and this radio program to listen to. Uh, 100 episodes in, I hope to continue uh, earning your trust each day and earning your companionship. I want to hear from you as well. As we talk uh, through this next uh, segment and the rest of the program today, I I have a lot of questions uh, of you. I want to know how you feel. I want to know what numbers you are paying closest attention to as you watch the news. I want to know how you're doing with uh, remote working. If you're at home, uh, do you find yourself being more productive? or less productive, I want to hear from you. I want this to be a two-way conversation. And 100 episodes in, I can tell you it's been great so far. It's such a thrill and a joy to hear from you. Uh, So let's keep that up. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd love to hear from you uh, there as well. If you wouldn't mind doing me this favor, would you send send me a voicemail? 801-575-7668. And the question I'd like you to answer, if you don't mind, is how do you like working remotely? Do you find that you are more productive or less productive? Have you had to make any uh, accommodations or dramatic changes to the way you do work? Uh, 801-575-7668. Each week uh, over the past little while, I have been speaking here on these airwaves to a friend of mine, Dr. Stephen Mobley, a facial plastic surgeon, MobleyMD.com. He and I go back a a number of years. Uh, In fact, uh, he and I did a radio program together years and years ago, and he has been uh, such a a wonderful help to me and my understanding of things as we navigate these new and uncertain waters that are the coronavirus. And uh, we had a conversation the other day, dealing with the numbers. What are the numbers that are helpful to our understanding? What are the numbers that are helpful to uh, our behavior? What are the numbers that are helpful to best understanding the progress that we're making uh, as we combat this coronavirus? So let me, uh, with that, welcome the the good doctor to the program. Sir, how are you? Lee, it's great to be on with you. Uh, Congratulations on your 100th show. That's a nice uh, milestone. I'm happy to be part of it. Thank you so much. Uh, It it sounds like a big, uh, nice round number, but uh, as you and I both know in the grand scheme of things, uh, to to really get your (laughs) talk radio chops, it takes hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So I'm going to keep continuing on. Hopefully I improve each day. Uh, You and I the other other day were talking about uh, various news outlets, and we don't need to be specific because we don't need to indict anyone or anything like that, but just to to get a good understanding of what data is useful, uh, you made an observation and shared it with me regarding regarding cumulative numbers. Talk to me a bit about that, will you? Yeah, I, just, I, I try to watch all this stuff and, and see where we can find a balance between properly keeping the public concerned or you know, scaring the public. And I, I just want, worry when we kind of come to that line. And every morning I watch a national you know, syndicated news show in the morning, one of the, one of the big major networks. And usually in the first minute or two of the broadcast, as they're sort of giving you the, the lay of the land, they show you this really scary graph on the cumulative deaths from coronavirus. Now, obviously, we're you know, into the high 60,000s now. It's, it's a horrific number, and that's a tremendous loss of human beings. But you know, a cumulative graph of anything, a cumulative graph of car fatalities, of hospital deaths from all causes, of heart disease, 
a cumulative graph does one thing. It, it goes up in a straight line because it's cumulative, right? It's just counting the next one and the next one. The graph is always going to look scary, and it's always going to ramp up in a straight line. What we should really be looking at as a nation is, is it's a horrible number also, but we should be looking at things that are occurring sort of per day. So are we losing more people you know, yesterday and the day before than we were two weeks ago? If you look at the graph per day, which you can find if you Google it, you'll see it's starting to look more like a horseshoe where we've kind of seen a horrible peak and we're coming down. So I just I do get worried when I think that this information is being seen by millions of people as they start off their days, and it's scary, and it, and it needs to be pre pre presented in a way that gives it some perspective. Perspective. I remember in the early days of the coronavirus, the early days, six weeks ago, uh, the the hashtag making the rounds was flatten the curve. And my understanding was always that that flattening the curve had to do with uh, the capacity of hospitals to care for those in need. I, you don't hear so much about flattening the curve anymore, and I, and I wonder why. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and I, w I was saying that in the earliest of phases when I was trying to explain to my patients why we were shutting down the practice. The whole point originally was that this is a horrible virus. It's going to get certain vulnerable people, and, and every day we understand more and more with, with pretty good probability who those vulnerable people are, and we know we have to protect them with extreme sort of quarantine measures. But if you look at um, the overall numbers out there, you know, it, it just has to be looked at in, in a certain perspective is what I'm trying to get at. Sure. I, I have not seen headlines of there being lines at the hospitals uh, for folks trying to get in. I, I have not heard any word uh, from anywhere uh, here, at, certainly in Utah, uh, and maybe there are some exceptions in New York City, but I, I haven't quite seen the capacity of hospitals be maxed out. I have not seen uh, the you know these peaks where people are having to be turned away or decisions are having to be made about who gets the ventilator and who doesn't. And, and what's interesting about that, and you touch on a good thing, that, you know, I think a lot of us, if you were stuck at home, were watching those Governor Cuomo press briefings. He has a very, I think he has a very charismatic way on camera, and they were sort of, you know, interesting to watch. And he focused tremendously on hospital capacity. That was a key point of every press conference. But again, you fast forward six or eight weeks into this crisis, and we sort of don't talk about it. I mean, even our own state's uh, Department of Health website, which I like to look at to kind of see where things are going, they once again, you know, when they published their hospitalizations number, they published the cumulative number. So there's been 456 hospitalizations in Utah over the past couple of months. But honestly, as a, whether I'm looking at it as a healthcare provider, as someone that has an interest in basic science and statistics, as a regular citizen, I mean, what does that tell me? Uh, I'm, I'm, are they at capacity? Are there are there 450 people in the hospital right now, and there were six last week? Are there are there 20 right now, and there were 400, you know, three weeks ago? And, and what I sort of struggle with is, you know, that the leaders of our state, I mean, they have that number. They they know, I'm sure, with pretty good certainty, how many people are in the hospital right now. Again, looking at it as sort of a per day number versus a cumulative number, and I do sort of wonder. You know, why don't they share that number with us? Because it might give us good information to make decisions. If the hospitals are getting more and more full, we know we've got to throttle back. If they're maintaining below capacity, we can probably slowly start to reopen. So I, I do find it interesting that this, it's this cumulative number versus daily number phenomenon.
Dr. Mobley, uh, our time has expired. It kills me that we've got to cut this conversation short. There's so many other questions uh, I want to ask you and things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about demographics uh, and where we should be you know, paying the most attention in terms of quarantining folks and uh, staying out uh, public. I want to talk to you about masks, but uh, I've got to call it uh, a, a wrap for today. Maybe you and I get together again next week and chat. That would be great. I'll be happy to pick up the conversation. And it's like I said, if these conversations give even a couple listeners a little bit of further insight, then I think we're doing a good job for them. Outstanding. Uh, Dr. Stephen Mobley, facial plastic surgeon, uh, MobleyMD.com. Grateful to you for your expertise and your time, sir. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, oh, we're going to be speaking to a former coworker of mine, Doug Wright. You know that name. You know that voice. He's going to talk to me about what it was like for him when his career had made it to the 100-episode mark, and maybe any advice he may have to share with me. Uh, Doug Wright, my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.